you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be. To be. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? It will mean a lot if you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. The way the algorithm works, the more you rate and say nice things, they'll introduce Black Tech Green Money to more people. And more of us need this content. So thank you for rating this podcast five stars today. Afrotech 2019, Oakland, California. Kareem Webb is an entrepreneurial activist and the CEO of Fourth Movement. An LA-based social equity initiative that seeks, vets, trains, finances, and partners with individuals from communities who have been heavily impacted by the application of criminal justice to own and operate competitive retail businesses. He's on stage speaking with political commentator Angela Rye about the wealth generation opportunity in the cannabis industry. I mean, listen, people have leveraged our creative genius all around the world, whether it be music, television, film, whatever. We, we never really have gotten our fair piece of the pie based upon what we've contributed to culture. This is an opportunity to leverage our technological expertise and marry that with culture you know, in order to create what's disruptive in the space. You know, you've got a few distribution channels because there's so much rigor around the legal market and licensing and how you have to check for people's age and the testing and all of that. Yeah, that's great, but there's an infinite amount of different types of products that we're gonna see in the space. People are gonna use cannabis in ways that we're not even talking about today. Um, there's all kinds of new IP coming to the marketplace and different ways that we're going to be able to talk about it, uh, brands to stand up, uh, and then unique ways to leverage, find out what people want exactly when they want it and how to get it to them. Uh, and we can leverage our creative genius like we have around culture creation and fashion and music and film in this space and then own it. 
I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech, Green Money. I'm going to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag, this podcast is for you. DJ Don Cannon, Cannon. and CEO Kayla Shelton are the co-founders of Tomorrow App, an app that helps you book a creative freelancer within minutes. Cannon is a multi-platinum music producer, and Kayla is a former performer and lifestyle entrepreneur. This is the moment for creative freelancers, the brilliant graphic designer, photographer, or stylist that no longer needs to wear an employee badge. I asked Kayla and Don about how technology has shifted up and to the right, the amount and reward of opportunities available to these creatives. For me, like I've been a creative freelancer probably since about 17 or 18. So it definitely has changed so, so, so much. When I used to have to hire photographers or um, hire models or hire, you know, anyone, I now can do it myself. I have a tripod. I have an app. I, I use this app called Video Leap and it's amazing. I use it on my phone. I don't use it on my computer. Um, so it's just really changed everything. It's a, it's a lot easier to navigate creating your own brand, creating your own business and sustaining it, you know, without having to always fork out a hundred dollars an hour or more. So it's, it's insane. Yeah. Do you, do you see Don or what do you see with the future of ownership of creative assets? Cause I know we talk so much about these days of, you know, owning your intellectual property and owning your masters and et cetera. And historically there were the big company, if you took a picture that the company you worked for might have owned it or if you worked, if you were hired by, you know, a, a different agency, that photographer, that, that picture, they owned it. How do you see ownership evolving in this day when freelancers, you know, producers can just go do their own thing and don't have to be beholden to somebody? Uh, ownership is a very important, uh, important thing. Can you hear me? Yeah, you hear we can me? Ownership is very important to me uh, and, you know, to others, because we, we grew up, we grew up uh, wanting to, you know, teach our community how to have ownership. You know what I mean? And, the, you know, with the artists that I have, I always preach to them about investing in yourself. Having ownership is very important. Um, it's very different from, um, you know, the industry where your likeness is being sold and, you know, things like this is very different. But now you're able to invest, like, even with, you know, our app, it's like creatives are on there and the, the importance of it is to keep them organized, keep them in a profession, not have to go do odd jobs to stay, you know, in a good vision of the creative, but um, also invest in it at the same time and help other people invest in it, you know, at the same time to keep them pushing, you know? So that's very important to me and, you know, and Kayla as well. How would you say, Don, that hardware and software becoming less expensive. You know, I remember growing up wanting to have an MPC, you know, whatever thousand, 3000, whatever was thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. And, you know, as soon as you get close to saving enough money, something happens and then you got to go spend that yeah. money. So all, all, you know, you know, the game. And so how has things become less expensive? Cause you can download an app right now for an MPC, right? You, just, you know, whatever, 19 bucks and create beats and, and produce songs. How has yeah. that allowed more people to get in on creative production? It just opened the game for more people to be entrepreneurs and do their own thing. Before you had to rely, you know, I wanted to intern just I, I was able to go to, you know, JD spot and use his NPC to make beats. You know what I'm saying? Or, 
you know, you know, so on and so forth. So I think it's just open the game. Uh, I think in Atlanta, I was maybe one of the first to ever try Serato software, which, you know, vinyl and, and um, turntables had became very expensive at the time. And I was like, yo, if I have a different type of setup, I can cut my costs and be able to get my gig and do it well. And people kind of laughed at me, you know, and, you know, as I move forward, I see some of the kids now, they're using these software. Some of them are free. You know, even I spend, you know, thousands of dollars on of Waves plugins. Now they're so cheap. So, you know, in turn, like with the game changing, I think it's just setting up the world to really, really embrace more entrepreneurs, more creative people, and just give you a chance to say, hey, you don't need the NPC to be the biggest, you know, producer in the world. You don't need uh, this tablet to draw the best dress in the world. You don't need, you know, uh, a certain microphone to be that, you know, everything is set up for you to win. I, I was always forward thinking like that, so I always embraced it, you know. You know, Kayla, he said a word that I'd like to touch on and ask you about. He talked about entrepreneurship and it was you're creative and we're all all of us on this call are creatives and but also business people, too. And historically, you didn't see like the intermingling of the two. You had the creative who just did the creative side and then the business people did business. They didn't do both. And what he's talking about, I'd love to get your thoughts on, because what it sounds like you guys are doing is trying to empower creatives to take ownership of the whole business side and be entrepreneurial, even if they don't consider themselves entrepreneurs. What would you say to that? Yeah, I think definitely for me, like I've always been a freelancer. So I've never like really had a boss. I've always like starting off as a recording artist. I was the talent, but I still, you know, I didn't report to anybody. And so I had to hand, I had to make sure I had hired an accountant. I had to have my own lawyer. I had to make sure I understood, you know, the terms and things like that. So um, it was challenging, but I pushed through, I made it through and I learned so much along the way, even after that, starting my own business, the leg love, I had to handle every aspect of it, the creative side, the designing, the sourcing, the, the content, creating the content and bookkeeping and things like that. So right now, with since things have like fast forward so much, the app, Tomorrow app really just allows you to have that structure. It, it allows you to have your own portfolio in a marketplace. You don't have to have your own website. You don't have to pay those website fees to promote your work. You don't have to hire someone to keep record of it, or you don't have to keep record of yourself. It's all in the app. And it's all from discovery to booking to payment. We also offer you know, uh, taxes. So you can file your, ta file your taxes straight from all the work that you've gotten from the app. So for me, it's like all the struggle that we've gone through, all the like late nights of like, am I going to like fail? Am I going to just destroy my whole name and brand? It's really, it's a tool. And we plan on building that so it has even more value, more resources to the creative. So creatives can get a leg up, you know, so they can be taken seriously because what I've seen is that creatives are making the world go around, especially with like COVID this last year, everyone's having to scramble and figure out like, dang, how, how are we going to do this? And it's the creative people who are stepping up and um, inspiring and, you know, taking things to the next level. That's a, that's a very great point. I wanted to add to even in our beta stages of this app, 
we've gotten a lot of good feedback from people that are saying, yo, you don't know how much this is keeping us organized and turning my business into a real business and things like that, you know? And that's very important because we don't have that as creatives. We don't have the, you know, most of us are really, really, really super creative and then lack a little bit on business. This is giving you a chance to not worry about it, not worry about getting stiff out of money and, you know, just keeping a schedule right and just having everything in one place. It's like important in the beta stages. Everybody was coming with that, and we were happy. We're like, oh, well, they like the organization of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think so. So much about that, you know, in dealing with photographers and videographers, you you hear these horror stories about them producing the work, but because they didn't know how to invoice or they don't have their stuff set up <laughs> properly, they don't end up getting paid like they should, you know. And so, um, you guys, I'm sure have heard these so horror much. stories, and you know, so I wonder. Where is that line between somebody who doesn't see themselves as an entrepreneur, but you're you're saying, look, you still got to handle your business, though? I think that line is blurring a lot because, I mean, everyone has the opportunity now. Like we see with like influencers and you have like these major influencers who might already be celebrities. But then you have these micro influencers who might have a thousand followers, but they have a genuine following and they're they make good content. And then the larger brands like Nike is, is reposting them. So they're taking this, you know, just creativity and turning it into a business for themselves. And with the app, with Tomorrow app, it's like you can be the creative that gets hired and then you can also use the app to hire the creative that you need to for your team. So if you've been hired to be a photographer and then and the person who hires you, the client is like, we really need models and um, voiceover. And you're like, oh, OK, you can actually use the app to go find those people and then come back to your client and be like, oh, I, got, I got the whole I got the whole team ready for you. So it's really blurring those lines of do I have to be an entrepreneur to be able to be a boss and handle and be and handle this whole thing? It, it, it's making it really seamless. Don, with, with so many more people in the game, you know, cameras, you know, instead of being $10,000, you can go buy one for 500 now, you know, instead of the NPC being, you know, $3,000, you can go get a digital one for, you know, a couple tens, tens of dollars, you know, instead of et cetera, et cetera. Um, How can creatives then separate themselves and actually shine when there's so many more people in the game? Uh, This is my favorite subject. And Kayla knows this, which separates you from the rest of the crew supposedly crew is studying and that's one of my favorite things going back and studying textures uh if it's a photographer uh learning the lenses learning the cameras who used the camera where can you find the camera where's the camera museum let's see some books where those you know photos were in those you know the same thing with me i understand a lot of things about music because I studied Stevie Wonder. I, I I looked at some of the pianos that he picked and why he picked them, why he recorded in certain places to get certain reverbs, uh, why they use certain mics and why, you know, a lot of times um, when I came up, I had the cheapest equipment, but I made it sound, the, the sound so professional and people understand now it's like, oh, you really a student of the game. That's how you learned it. And that's what separates you. It's just, that's my favorite thing, just to study the, you know, the rest. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think on top of that, that is for sure. That's what just keeps you going, have a long career. And I think when things get so saturated, I think it's about an experience. It's about like 
Who did you like working with the most? You know, who came on time? Who respected your time? Who had a great, um, you know, disposition when they showed up? Who stayed a little bit later? And I think those, who, who's more organized, you know, who, who knew, who was prepared when they showed up on set or when they took on a project. I think that is super important, especially for me, even, you know, with all my experiences, it's like, I'm going to go back to this person because I can talk to them well. And at the end, it might take a little bit longer, but I'm going to have a good experience. I'm going to get what I needed and I'm going to want to use them again um, versus someone like, okay, they, they're popular or, you know, they can do it, but, you know, the experience was trash. So I think that how you show up to work um, is a huge part of what's going to set you apart and allow you to continue to thrive and have client repeat client after client. Love it. Love it. Um, Don, I want to talk about like the economics of creating platforms. And, I, and what I mean by this is both from like a music producer standpoint, being the producer versus the, maybe the artist who's paying you for the track or, you know, being the creator of a tomorrow app, a platform for artists and creators versus just being the creative. And what I mean by that is like, is there a big difference in the economics of the person who is the, the performer versus the person who's building the platform. And why I ask is because I'm, I wonder what it takes for more people to see the opportunity behind the scenes versus just the one out front. Um, it's all preference based to me. I think, you know, um, if you're thinking about a performer, uh, performers have so many streams of income, you know, and if they're not using one platform to get it, they're doing different things. For instance, a lot of the artists, you know, that I speak of in music, they're, you know, into uh, our STEM type companies, which, you know, you own everything, you put out everything, they just, you know, handle the marketing. Um, that's something where the economic changes because now you get a bigger royalty base, you get a bigger performance uh, uh, pill of the, of the orange. And, you know, sometimes uh, it calls for that, you know, being a producer, Sometimes I, I would love that because now I'm, I'm splitting with the artists and not cutting up with 34, you know, companies. But uh, on the economic uh, level, to get more of the pie, you know, in, in, you know, in the music world. Um, being in certain platforms like Tomorrow, I think freelancers make more money, honestly, being an entrepreneur than they would based working for a company collecting a sal uh, salary being exclusive. I just think the piece of the pie is larger and the outcome is larger, you know? What would you say, Kaylee? You were a performer and, and now you're on a in a different industry and creating a platform. And I wonder what your thoughts are um, on just, I'm just taking the, Hey, you're hiring me to do something versus I'm going to own and build the platform to serve more people and scale. Yeah. Well, I would say just like for me, I like, as you said, as a preference, I prefer over the years, I prefer to be behind the scenes. I prefer that it's a lot less stressful, not in front of the camera not having to, you know, just deliver this like performance every single time. For me with like, I, since I was a little girl, um, I have always dreamed, I had a, a, a idea that I wanted to create a company that 
was had great culture that um, I saw some of my aunts and uncles who hated their jobs and they hated their bosses and they they just lived like from nine to five it was just a mess and they lived for the weekends and I'm like one day I'm going to create that so I'm going to hire all my family and we're just going to we're going to be good and I feel like this is what that's what's becoming with the tomorrow app and what we're doing with the start engine raise you know i'm we're cre- we've created the platform it's black owned it's independently owned at this point and we do we create the culture we create you know what it's going to be like to work with us work for us and things like that and with the startup um crowdfunding it's another opportunity to allow our peers for the community to own a piece of a promising tech startup at the very beginning stages. And that's like not an opportunity that comes on around the corner, especially being black owned, um, you know, woman, black woman co-founded and led. It's just exciting for me. And um, I feel like it should be exciting to other people. You know, everyone's buying their little stocks and little things here on Cash App and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, wow, this is this is the time, you know, we're, and we're providing this opportunity. So um, this is this is where I've always, you know, saw myself being. I didn't know it was going to be an app, um, but this feels this is home, you know. Don, there was yeah. this quote I found uh, from you that talked yeah. that talked, and you were talking about music, and you were talking specifically about Generation Now. But I think it, it's applicable here. I mean, you in the quote you said was Generation Now is self-explanatory. It's the generation of people, the now and the future, not the past. And the reason I think it's applicable here, and my question is also, I wonder what in your mind the next set of iconic cultural designers and and creative producers might look like because I I think about you know I grew up in the days like No Limit and Cash Money and Suave House and I remember like Pen and Pixel like the covers of those albums like and those those guys like ran the game and they were a you know a creative house and I wonder because we're shifting to a day where everybody can just you know put you know a banner up and be their own entrepreneur what might the future of creative and cultural icons look like in a day where everybody is in the game? Uh, Well, from my standpoint, I look for multi-purpose. So if I'm going for artists, even creatives, like, you know, when we talk about generation now, it's in theory, a record label. And it's a one-stop media uh, shop. And the reason why I think about it as such is because I meet lawyers every day that just got, you know, out of school and, I got uh, photographers. I just actually met with a videographer that has a vision. And I think that what is the new, what the new look for those and the new creators and entrepreneurs, I think it is, if you're an artist, know how to sing, know how to rap, know how to make beats, know how to record yourself, know how to dress, know how to influence people on social media. That's five or six things right there that the future has put in front of us that now you need to learn to be there. Uh, the generation before us really had one job and it was really rapping and making sure the music sounded tight. Now we're moving 2021, the artists I'm meeting, they're like, big bro, I know how to produce. I know how to write. I know how to play. <laughs> I know how to dress. I can play basketball. I can, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like all of those are what's making up the future guys, <laughs> you know, and women of the world. Like some of these women, they're, you know, they're styling. 
Uh, they're talking to women about makeup on YouTube. They're doing all these great things and they're all, all the weapons. The more weapons you have, the more I see you going far in the future. And that's, you know, tomorrow is like that. Generation Now and Tomorrow has a similar feel because it's like the next generation of those people with multi, uh, multi-talents. What would you say that, Kayla? That's exactly what it is. Because, I mean, yeah, you just, like you were saying earlier, Will, like, um, it's saturated. You know, the internet has brought a lot of opportunity. At the same time, it has saturated a lot of things that, you know, once were, you know, I won't say pure, but, you know, just you had to work a little bit harder to be in that space. And so what do you do with that? You just, you you take what you have and you, you know, you make it the best of, of what it is rather than just being like, well, dang, now, now, now they, now they selling clothes. Now they doing it. And it's just like, everyone <laughs> has an opportunity. Everyone has an opportunity. And I go back to saying your the experience that you provide to people. That's what's going to, that's what's going to give you your, your community, your tribe, the people that, that stick with you, because that's really the only thing that we can um, feed off of right now is the experiences that are happening. Cause everything else is just like, you know, it's, it's news for the, on Monday and then it's gone to something else on Tuesday, then Wednesday. And so these experiences are really special and they, and they can transform, you know, all the way from, from, you know, personal experiences to your work experiences. And, and one thing that I always hear, it's like, you know, do something you love and you never work a day in your life. And I think that's what it, it's about. And, and now we have the opportunity to do that. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. 
Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify has made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. So, Don is a DJ and music producer, and Kayla is a former performing artist. So many of us see the flashing lights and selfie opportunities and think that the person out front is the only one getting the bag. In reality, many people whose names you'll never know are going to the bank every day. So should more creatives be on the side of developing the platforms that enable creative expression? Kayla Shelton speaks on it. If you have that passion, if you have that drive, um, if that's your why, then go for it, for sure. It's, it's not everyone's um, dream to create tools. You know, I've always wanted to solve problems and, you know, help. And so that's just my background, my personality. Um, so if you want to say like, okay, in order to be competitive in the entrepreneurial space, yeah, like learn how to do it all, you know? Um, but also as an entrepreneur, you do have to be able to sit back and restructure and figure out your strengths and your weaknesses. And so that you can really have some success. Like it's not about doing it all. Like for me, I delegate a lot of things just because I can see that vision and I say, okay, I'm not going to try to do this because I'm only going to be able to do it 60%. I need it done 125%. So I'm going to delegate that, 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 and that. And if my only job is to be the visionary that's looking at everyone and making sure they're doing their job, then, then I'm okay with that. Um, so I think that it's, it's really going to be like knowing, knowing yourself, knowing yourself enough to know, okay, what do I really want and why? And what tools do I have to actually make that that happen? And then that's the decision of, am I going to be on this side or on this side or both? Kayla, I wonder, like, what was the gap in the market that I, you you had to have seen versus w w with what you guys are doing versus other platforms like an Upwork or a Fiverr? Like, what was the opportunity you saw that they couldn't touch? The way it came about was I was talking to a friend of mine. She works um, in Atlanta in film and television in the wardrobe department. And typically how she works is she works on pilots. And so the pilots last about three or four months. She'll book a pilot. And by the time that one's wrapping, she'll book another one. So that's her, her flow of income and work. Well, it come a time where um, it was several months where she had not been booked. So she was like, yeah, girl. 
I started door dashing and she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I can door dash, but still, you know, I'm supposed to be on set. I'm supposed to be doing this. And so that was the aha moment for me when I was like, dang, why is there not something, why is there not a door dash for creative Mm. services? Because I was seeing on Instagram, everyone's looking, they're posting like tags, a tag, a hairstylist, tag, a wardrobe stylist, tag, a photographer, tag, you know, and trying to source people from Instagram and then all the hassle of going through it and then finding their page and then seeing if it's really good and then talking to them, seeing if they're, if they know how to talk and then paying them. So it was just like, okay, that's what we need. We need, we need something that um, allows people to discover the talent and look at and assess their abilities right there, talk to them right there, pay them right there. Focusing on the creative services like um, Upwork and Freelancer and, um, what's the other one? Fiverr. Um, they're like the, the, the top leading. Um, they really, you know, it's just like, it's still like corporate stuff. It's still accounting or still just things that were just not creative. <laughs> I hope I answered the question. You, you did. And Don, I want you to chime in here because I feel like, you know, Kayla said something early, like creatives run the world. And particularly in my if you ask me, black creatives run the world, right? And and I love like with what you guys are doing, like with people, absolutely, with people like Isaac Hayes doing with fan base, and you know, I think additionally yep. on top of Kayla's points, it's also meaningful that this is something that we own, the absolutely. culture owns, right? And so not just that there are these business check boxes you can push, yeah, but we own this, absolutely, absolutely. I, I me and Isaac, this is funny, me and Isaac talk for years man we were trying to figure out how to actually help others with a platform um we didn't know what different platforms were where they were going to be but you know his wind up being fan base and it serves a great purpose and then you know as tomorrow we serve a better purpose for creatives and being entrepreneurs or you know to add on what she said in the last statement um i always come across people that are super talented and they always say, yo, I'll come see you. I got I got to work from nine to six. And then after that, I'll come see you. And then they'll come see me and they'll be done or tired, you know, and out of the ideas. And I just wanted to put it into that somehow because that's what I run into all the time waiting. I, when I get off work, I'm going to send you the, the, you know, the session. Or I want to I want to try to put it into that because I've seen the pain and the struggle that they had just having to work something they didn't, didn't want to do. Um, just to take care of the responsibilities of the human. And, you know, I was like, yo, somehow, some way I'm, I'm going to figure it out. But when she brought the idea, it was just amazing. I said, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. You you see so many apps, you know, even like Clubhouse, even you see so many apps that capitalize on the culture that we drive. Man, and so I think bro. it's important that we have things that you got, like, like you guys are creating things that we can own. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, Yes. It's like a family member. It's like, okay, we're not exploiting you because we would be exploiting ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like we really feel it. Like we, it, <laughs> right. it, it was just, it. and so when, when we um, started, you know, at the beginning before we just um, launched our crowdfunding campaign, you know, we, we went, we took some investor meetings and, and things like that. And we weren't feeling it. We're like, no, because, you know, you get to this point and you, you spent so much of your time and your hard earned money to fund this and bring this product that you that you need yourself because you're the customer. You're you're the creative. And then you have, you know, investors of maybe another race that um, 
are like, well, are you sure? Or, well, we challenge you to do this. And it's just like, no, 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 no. So it was, it, it, it really, the, the, it, the concern arose again, like, dang, you know, we are doing something different by going this route um, and sticking to our guns and, you know, self-funding um, as long as we can. Um, but it was something like we didn't we didn't build this just for, you know, um, money or just, you know, just to exit and, and go on with our lives. We, we really wanted to create something like special, something that will last and not turn into some of, you know, what these other brands have kind of turned into. And, and no shade to anyone who has exited because, you know, we will exit at some point. But at the same time, before we exit, we, you know, we bring in our people along with yeah, us. Yeah, that's an excellent point that you said at the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. Go ahead, go ahead, Dan. I, I was just saying that's very important. And, you know, me and Kayla always talk as well about, you know, not only people investing, um, you know, us wrapping our arms around us being black tech. You know, you got Dawn Dixon out there. She's doing big things. You got Isaac Hayes. He's doing big things. And they embrace us and we embrace them. We're all moving in a world where we can help others. That's right. You know what I mean? We do this. This is our culture. You know what this is. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this together. Be a part. I want y'all to be a part. I educate people all day long about why this is such a great opportunity on both sides. Like get your job and your and your career in order. Get your investments in order. The more we have like this, the stronger we are. So I feel like that that's one of the things that I look for too. It's like, you know, we have to stop, you know, the quote unquote hating of everything that's going on and just embrace everything, you know, invite people, continue to educate. And me and Kayla had this conversation all the time. It's the education of it. It's the education of it and bringing us to light, man, because it's not too many of us doing this stuff, man, you know? Don, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because there is an investment opportunity here for folks to be able to participate in what you guys are building. Yeah. And, um, if you think about historically, the systems to create were owned by a select few. So, I mean, the systems, again, I talk about the NPC, that those were owned by a select few people and only so few people could to, to could make apps. And if you think about what Obama did with the Jobs Act, which created the opportunity for things like Start Engine, you know, today, like the systems to investing, or I'm sorry, historically, the systems to invest were only offered to so few people who were accredited investors and all this stuff. And if you weren't in, you weren't getting in on, on the next wealth generating opportunity. That's right. So talk about the times that we're in and the opportunity to create generational wealth. Uh, last summer, me and Kayla were investing um, through Start Engine on a few things, just, you know, looking through and just, uh, just looking at, you know, products or services and stuff that we can we can pretty much um, uh, invest in. And it just came full circle. It was like, yo, do we talk to VCs now? We should just go and give an opportunity to the community. That's what it is. Getting people involved. Creatives are part of this. Now we can say, hey, invest. And we can see other people. We um Older people can say, oh, my grandparent, my grandpa, my grandsons and granddaughters work. It's just such an opportunity to be a part of something new. It's fresh. You know, everybody doesn't have a chance to be a part of an app, like you said, you know. But, um, you know, in 2012, it, it was made a, a available. So we might as well take, you know, full, full, take it all to us, you know. That's all we need, man.
Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan DeBarn and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Raven Nearborn. Special thank you to Micah Davis and Sakara Savanyan. You know, like the wine? Yes, that's his real name. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Go get your money. Peace and love. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.